It's time to get informed and inspired. This is Saturday Morning Live, sponsored by Asset Advisors, LLC, and Linden Sheet Metal on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Good morning, Whatcom County, Skagit County, Island County, and all you bright, perky Saturday Morning Live listeners today. My name is Chris Halchman. I'm your host today, and I'm filling in for Ashley, who happens to be at a conference. And um, just to let you know, I had a program line out, but the person who was supposed to call in uh, about 745 said they're sick. So we're going to be winging it a little bit because the other person supposed to call in hasn't called in yet. So if you have something that you want to talk about with me today... It's a great time to call in. A couple of things that I did want to mention before um, is I read the Bellingham Herald article regarding the new medical examiner's issues, concerns with what uh, needing more money for the department. Um, it's a contracted uh, private independent business that is contracted for three years. Uh, her name is Dr. Hunt. And I mean, all truth aside, I do know the previous medical examiner, Gary Goldfogel. I don't recall anybody complaining about his services. So I'm not sure what is going on uh, with her issues other than maybe there's more happening here locally. But originally, the new contract that they did with this new medical examiner was already far and above what the county was paying um, Dr. Goldfogel when he was operating out of the uh, Whatcom County Medical Examiner's office there. And now, looks like she's asking for about a 25% increase above that. So my thoughts are, and she's also asking why she's not part of the government agency. And my thoughts are, why do you want to be part of the government agency? I mean, is that to make your job more administrative rather than hands-on? You know, as an, as an independent business owner, you, you have staff. Uh, apparently, uh, most of what her business is is located in Skagit County at the moment. Um, and so she basically, if something happens here, she has to send people up to, you know, to, to work on things and yeah, I I think Skagit County and Whatcom County are pretty equal as far as the needs for a medical examiner. Uh, are, are the cases, have they grown that much? What did you think about that article? If you want to call in and comment about that, to, to be a, become a government agency just seems to me um, to be a recipe for bigger government and even higher taxes rather than having a bid out that you live by a budget and then, you know, if you've got a specific need, bring that specific need and put that in there up in front rather than just giving a carte blanche, um, I need more money and I want to be part of a government agency. Why aren't I part of the government agency here? Because that's the whole purpose is that you're, you are autonomous. You are not um, beholden to any political party. You're autonomous. You are have, have a contract and your autonomy is part of the, I think, the, the gift and, and what's, uh, what's needed here in Whatcom County is to have that ability to, to be autonomous. 
The other issue that I thought was interesting on the county council agenda that I think would be interesting to talk about as well is that um, the county council uh, approved a request to amend the letter regarding climate action legislation priorities. I know that uh, down in Olympia, they are working on a bill at this moment in order to add climate as part of the requirement to the GMA. Now, when we are in the midst of having housing crisis, uh, you know, shelter issues, the, the pricing for developing, building single-family housing, multifamily housing, paying rents is already a huge issue. It is likely a big contributor to the reason that a lot of people are leaving the state. It's a contributor to homelessness, and yet we're doing things rather instead of making it easier, more streamlined in order for the private sector to be able to produce and develop housing and shelter, keeping it in good shape, you know, maintaining it. We're just, we're making it more difficult, more expensive, more time consuming, more regulations, more permitting, more fees by adding another layer of the Growth Management Act, which has already caused the, the cost of building and maintaining housing and developing your property and maintaining your property even more expensive. Uh, I mean, it's probably, I'm trying to think. So I bought, we bought our house in 1986 for right around $90,000. The property taxes at that time were right around $1,800 a year. And now they say that that my uh, property taxes, uh, you know, they're now almost $6,000 a year. So those have increased by, what's that, close to 400%, a little more than 300%. And when you talk about the, the what I supposedly could sell my house for, which I think is ridiculous, you know, it's it's... It was bought at ninety thousand, and it's supposedly valued at somewhere between seven and eight hundred thousand dollars now, and it's ridiculous. I mean, I could not afford to go and purchase my own home, and that is a problem for most of Middle America. Is it going to benefit me if I sell the house? Well, obviously, but that's not my point. It's not about me. It's about it's about everybody. It's about the future. It's about the ability to have that American dream. And how do we address tackling that when every time you turn around, there's another regulation, there's another fee, there's another thing that's going to take a lot more time in order to, to get uh, housing built for people, shelter. I mean, time is money. And when you slow a process down, it costs more money. When you add more fees, it takes more time. And then you have rising interest rates. And it just seems to me like a really rotten time to be doing anything that's going to exacerbate problems that we already have. Another issue that I would um, like to talk about is, um, is the fact that they've gotten a, an adjudication, okay? So they're, they're looking at adjudicating the NUCSAC, 
they want to fully fund the Nooksack adjudication by supporting the Department of Ecology's $2.738 million request in the governor's budget. And it's all regarding your water rights to adjudicate the Nooksack River watershed and help bring together all the water users, resolve the water right uh, disputes, determine who has legal right to use water, priority and quantity of each right, et cetera, et cetera. That's a big issue. And if you'd like to talk about that, you can call in and talk about that because, you know, you've got um, first in time, first in right. And right now, unless we get that adjudicated out, there's a lot of people who have property that, you know, they, they don't have a confirmed water right. That's something that an adjudication, as those of you who have ever listened to uh, Dylan Honkoop's show, The Farming Show, they're very concerned about uh, having it adjudicated rather than uh, getting together and mediating it out amongst one another. That adjudication is going to be very, very costly, take 20, 30 years, and you know many people who may start in the process may not be around or even alive before anything concrete happens as opposed to getting the parties all together and say hey, work it out what's what's good here are, are we a are we an agricultural area you know fishing is is part of ag um, corn wheat potatoes it you know all of that is all agricultural and we do have a huge agricultural base which brings up to mind the fact that we also have we also have legislation down in Olympia that wants to further complicate the riparian zones along all of the waterways, which is going to heavily affect all of our agricultural users as well. As you listen to Dylan, if you listen to his show earlier, he's talking about how the overtime rates are, um, are basically, it's making it very difficult for farmers to exist, to survive. So what's going to happen if we take away more land, make it unusable, unproducible for our agricultural areas. It, it's not just them. It's, it's, it's also in private property. It's, it's, it's all waterways where they're wanting to do to establish these riparian zones that are, they haven't decided how, how far on each side of a waterway that they, that they need to be, but they are definitely going to take away productive land. Less productive land means that it, that land um, can't help contribute to pay the property taxes. Like I said, my property taxes were $1,800 approximately back in 1986. Now, for a very small piece of property, they're over $6,000 a year, and you know that's, that's huge. And we haven't even seen the new property taxes that are going to show up because, I'm sorry to say, you guys, uh, you know, you, you passed. wasn't me. I didn't vote for it. For the... Uh, Additional funds to continue for emergency services. They already got six million dollars in the bank, but you know they couldn't. They couldn't go with what they'd already asked for before. They asked for a substantial increase in how much they're going to add on to is in their special levy on your property taxes. And then you have that um, wonderful childcare special tax that has now outside of the budget of Whatcom County. It's now a special levy on your property tax, and it's not even budget-based. It's rate-based, which means that whatever the value of your property is, that's how much you're going to get taxed. So now when your property goes up, you're going to say, oh, no, my property taxes are going up because it's all rate-based, not budget-based. 
it goes down, great. Hey, your property taxes will go down. But you have to live with it. You have to understand it. You haven't seen that new tax bill yet. And when you do see it, I don't know who you want to talk to. If you want to talk to yourself if you voted yes, or call up your, um, your county assessor or your Whatcom County Council or your executive and find out, you know, why are you taxing us out of the ability to own property in Whatcom County? We're going to take a short break. When we come back, if you want to call in, if you want to talk about any of these issues, um, we can also talk about the um, down on uh, in the Washington State Supreme Court. They were just had a, a trial on Thursday discussing the new capital gains tax. That's another good one you want to talk about. This is Saturday Morning Live. I'm Chris Haltimer. We'll be right back. This is Barry Barometer reporting live from outside Linden Sheet Metal. It appears there is a high level of traffic around the building. I'm going in to investigate. Rose, do you know the cause of all this activity? I do. You have heard about Christmas in July sales. Well, we thought why not do the opposite and have a summer in the New Year event. Hmm. Sounds intriguing. What details can you provide? All gas fireplaces, furnaces, heat pumps, and air conditioners are on sale with discounts up to $900. There are still utility rebates and there are tax credits too. We also offer financing up to 18 months with no interest if paid within terms. Why buy now, Rose? Lots of reasons. To save on utility bills, stay warmer in the winter, and to beat the rush of those who waited and be ready for cooling this summer. There you have it, folks. Call today and take advantage of Linden Sheet Metal's Summer in the New Year event. Linden Sheet Metal, serving the Northwest since 1940. You go to great lengths to keep your carpet clean. Kids, get out of the living room! You spend your days scolding loved ones. Honey, take your shoes off. Trying to create an invisible shield to keep all the dirt and stains out. Welcome to our home. And just please stay on the plastic, okay? From summer's barbecue stains to your kids' dirty cleats, call Swans today or visit them online at swanscarpetcleaning.com. Why West Edge Credit Union? Because they're all about the community. Of course I like that West Edge has low interest rates and loan specials. But what I really love is that West Edge partners with local nonprofit and City of Bellingham organizations. Plus they put on events like Community Shred. And they talk to me like I'm a real person, not an account number. West Edge really cares. Join West Edge Credit Union today. West Edge is federally insured by NCUA. West Edge Credit Union, on the corner of James and Alabama in Bellingham. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back. It's Saturday Morning Live, where we're live, we're about liberty, and I'm flying solo. I've never had this happen. You know what? I did this show from 2012 to 20, the end of 2019. Never had a no-show day, so this is a new experience for me, which is all fine. I guess I got the gift of gab. I do have some callers on the line, so let's take that first caller. Would you say his name is Brian? Brian, are you there? Uh, yes. Uh I've got a question now. Sure. The boys down in Olympia want to do an end run around the state constitution mm-hmm. and get, give us a state income tax because your sales tax is disproportionate 
on the poor with regards to what, what kind of income they have in over the rich. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then where does this new 46 cents a gallon carbon tax on gas, why isn't that disproportionate to the poor? That's a very good question, Brian, and one that you and I both know the obvious answer to that. And, well, but the, I, just but, got, I just got to have one more comment with these... I, I call them Minotaur Marxist, half man and half bull, with their <laughs> labyrinth of lies. Well, I did post, if you are do have access to Facebook, on my Liberty Road Facebook page. Last night, I posted the video of the testimony that was done last Thursday in front of the Washington State Supreme Court regarding this uh, last year's capital gains tax that they approved. And it was quite interesting to listen to the machinations of the the state's uh, proponent for it, trying to explain this is not an income tax, it's an excise tax. Uh, I thought they did a great job on the con side explaining why it's what they passed is illegal. It can't pass master both state constitution-wise or even federal law. So if you have a moment... Anybody, I would uh, recommend that you take time and listen to that because it was very, very interesting. So, any yeah, other comments, uh, Brian? Uh, well, let's see. <laughs> I got comments all the time, and uh, some people read them on my truck. But <laughs> other than that, uh, yeah, I just uh, I, I phoned in KGMI the other day, and I, I had a couple questions for. Uh, what was who's the guy that's on on four o'clock? Uh, Joe Tian. Yeah, yeah. Here's uh, one of the questions he didn't answer. He tried answering the two, but with the way we left Afghanistan with eighty-five billion in military equipment, mm-hmm. could America be could America be considered a state sponsor of terrorism? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the that's the part that really astounds me after leaving those 85 billions in military assets, uh, you know, leaving Afghanistan the way we did by gutting our energy independence the, the way that we have, by sending billions and billions of dollars over to, uh, you know, uh, the Ukraine that we have thus so far, by basically gutting our military enlisted people by saying that you can't you know, we're going to monitor your Facebook, and if you do anything that sounds like it's patriotic or if you won't and take an, a genetic modification injection, you don't get to be in the military, but they're crying because you don't have enough enough people enlisting, uh, you know, so and yet they're going to send tanks over, and well, they're going to send over military people uh, in order gonna, to, to do what? Are we, I, I mean, would, are we marching ourselves towards World War, World War III or well, not? I was, I was going to say, now that the the Afghans are fully equipped, let let the Afghans <laughs> let the Afghans send their tanks to Ukraine with with the kind kind of atrocities that the Russians must have done in uh, Afghanistan. I'm sure I'm sure the Taliban would be more than willing to give them a couple uh, divisions worth of military equipment. Well, you bring up some interesting uh, opinions there, and I cannot disagree with. Pretty much anything you said, I do not want to see the United States getting itself personally involved any more than we already have. I want to have them out there talking peace negotiations, not accelerating this into a war. But remember 
remember your history. Johnson accelerated the Vietnam War with the uh, Gulf of Tonkin incident. I, I realize that. That's I'm trying to avoid all this crap again because it's it's it, it's historically you can see it. You can you know if you've got enough if you get enough life in you you've seen this story before. Can and I give you one one last comment and I'll get off the air here? Okay. Yeah, I've got a couple of callers, so yeah. yeah go ahead. Uh, what, with the southern border, Hillary's unprotected server, and Biden's misplaced classified papers, I get the idea that with the left, national security isn't job one. <laughs> Thank you for, very much, Brian, for calling in. You have a great weekend. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we've got Lorraine on the line and Jerry. So hang tight. It's Saturday Morning Live. We'll be right back. This is Dick Donahue with Asset Advisors, and for over 12 years, we have been bringing you Wealth Wake Up every Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, we focus on investment management, retirement, tax planning topics, and some of the political influences on your planning for the future. And on Sunday, we focus on the latest economic updates for the United States and globally. During these challenging political and economic times, we try to provide you the latest information to assist you in your decision making. Call us at 360-733-1200. Go to our website at Wealth Wake up.com and join us live at 11 a.m. on Saturdays or 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings here on KGMI. The opinions voiced on Wealth Wake Up with Dick Donahue are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Wealth Wake Up are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Hi, Marty Boonstra here with Columbia Fire. And every winter we see property damage from burst pipes and frozen sprinkler systems. Don't let this happen to you. Avoid this costly mistake and get your dry systems winterized by Columbia Fire. We work in all aspects of commercial winterization. Schools, office buildings, industrial, high-rises, you name it, we've done it. Protect your property and get your free winterization consultation today from Columbia Fire. Learn more at ColumbiaFire.net. That's ColumbiaFire.net. The Washington State Elks Association is proud to contribute over $2 million annually to the Elks Therapy Program for Children, providing in-home therapy to children with developmental delays or disabilities. And best of all, there's no cost to the families. Washingtonians never stand taller than when helping our community's children. Join the proud men and women of the Elks to be part of making a difference. Visit discoverelks.com to learn more about the lodge in your community. Sponsored by the Washington State Elks Association and aired in cooperation with the Washington State Association of Broadcasters in this station. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM and KGMI.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. 
CBS News special report. Calls for change after videos were released showing Tyree Nichols getting punched, kicked, and pepper sprayed repeatedly by police during a traffic stop. He died three days later. Protesters were out last night in Memphis. Let this be the to help for anything else that happens similar to this to follow what we do here in Memphis. And maybe things get better. Check who they just put into these police academies because it's crazy. And in New York. There's a lot of pain. There's a, there's a lot of anger, rightfully so. Uh, I think here in New York, we should also you know, try to figure out how we can be better. Nichols' mom begged for peaceful protests. President Biden spoke with her. I'm obviously very concerned about it, but I think she has made a very strong plea. She's obviously in enormous pain. The president said he was outraged by the videos. Vice President Harris calling for an end to police misconduct. CBS News Special Report. I'm Stacey Lynn. Welcome back. It's Saturday Morning Live, where we're live. We're about liberty. We are focused on you. My name is Chris Halterman. I am the host today. Flying solo. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. I still have wings. I haven't crash landed yet. So uh, first up, we've got Lorraine. Hey, good morning, Lorraine. Is this my good friend, Lorraine Newman? It is. Good morning, Chris. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I did want to mention to because I forgot to mention it. I was talking about the the testimony from the new medical examiner, Doctor Hunt. Uh, you know, and, and you know, I know Gary Goldfogel, okay, and he's an honorable person. Uh, I mean, he did a lot of incredible work here. Uh, so I know that the Whatcom County Council tabled her request for more money. And my what I want to say is out to the county council, before you make any decision whatsoever, I think they should take testimony from Dr. Goldfogel. Find out his thoughts and opinions on what her request. Because she certainly threw him under the bus. So give him the opportunity to testify in front of the county council with regards to the accusations that, um, that were made by Dr. Hunt. So that's just my thought. If you're out there, if you're part of the county council or you know anybody, I think they should take testimony from him before they decide to increase that contract by 25%. Because we need a jail. And the more money y'all keep spending, then the more likely that we will never have a jail built. And maybe, just maybe, if we had a jail, maybe the medical examiner would have a little less work to do. Just my thoughts. Lorraine. Good morning. Yes. Well, I think the buzz is probably the capital gains tax because it is down in um, Olympia, mm-hmm. uh, down at the Supreme Court, and um, it's made the Wall Street Journal editorial page. Once again, our state makes an editorial page outside of the state for something silly that we're doing. So. <laughs> <laughs> well. Okay, so, and I liked your first caller saying that it's it's the labyrinth. They like to create a maze so that we don't understand what's going on mm-hmm. and make things very, very complicated for us. Um, and they like to, they really try to change the definitions of words. Yes. And I, I think this is probably, it's what drives me most crazy and and 
Yeah. Well, yeah, because it, they, I, I listened to the testimony, uh, and, and, and I would advise anybody to listen to it because it was quite interesting how they were trying to justify saying that the state's position is that um, if the state can tax a business's income and consider that to be an excise tax, why is it any different that an individual's income procured from the sale of a tangible or intangible asset not the same? Are all assets to be considered property, and Washington State does consider income to be property, and they prohibit that? Well... Voluntary and involuntary act is basically the difference, in my personal opinion. This is the reason they can do the excise tax, Mm -hmm. because it is not a tax on your income. Right. It is a tax on gross receipts. You don't have to make any income as a business in the state of Washington in order to be taxed. Exactly. They just take their portion off your gross receipts. That's right. Doesn't doesn't matter if you make money or not, right? I can lose money. I'm still going to pay the excise tax to the state of Washington's in their B&O. That's right. And in order for this to be an excise tax, then they have to take their skim off the top Mm -hmm. before. And this is what people don't understand. Capital gains usually take into account what you paid for that asset in the first place. Mm -hmm. They'll say, I have a home dollars on it, and then I sell it for $500,000. Over the years, I improved the property with about $100,000. You take those improvements and your original cost from your sales price, and then you're taxed for capital gain. Mm-hmm. In order for them to have it an excise tax, they'd have to take their scam off your sales price of $500,000, which I believe they already do as far as real estate sales yes, are. exactly. That was very much brought up that the real estate excise tax is based on a, the sale of the property. And there's two other things that, that, they, that they discussed. Number one is that it violates the 1% uh, that voter approved that you can't you know, tax over, you know, have an increase of one, over 1%. And the other was the the federal, um, they call it the, the uh, what did they call it, the dormant, I can't find it. Anyway, it's basically a dormant uh, uh, commerce type thing. And it's the fact that if, if, if it's allowed to be an excise tax and you do, do sale of, let's say, stocks, bonds, property, mm-hmm. or anything outside of the state of Washington, where do they have the right to tax that? Okay, even as an excise tax, because it violates the commerce law. I mean, essentially, you're then opening up a whole Pandora of of saying that. And, you know, because nobody else is going to get the benefit. They want the entire benefit of that excise tax. They're not sharing it amongst other states where these properties or these stocks or whatever the sale was from. That is, you know, it's and, and in many cases, it's an actual sale that maybe you don't have control over because it's it's in a portfolio right so yeah there's a really they, they had a lot of very good arguments on the con side that you can't call this an excise tax like you said and income has always been considered property so unless you want to go back change the constitution you're going to have you're going you know you're going to have to abide by the way it's written income is considered property and property is you know is is has to be done equitably. It can't ha- be 
you, oh, we're only going to tax at $250 million and above or whatever uh, you know, number that they want to start at now so that people say, well, it's not going to affect me, so what do I care? Mm-hmm. Believe me, folks, it'll affect you no matter which way you want it, it, to. The, the, the threshold's going to come down. It's going to affect everything in your life. It's just the, the, the way that the world works when it comes to government and taxes and, and all well, that. Well, and I think, I, I, I think what's kind of obscene about this is that with, with the things that you have that, you, that generate a capital gain, they are often, for many people, things that you purchased yes. way back in your youth, mm-hmm. and you held on to them in order to fund your retirement mm-hmm. so that the government doesn't have to pay for your retirement. Right. Or you don't have to depend, be dependent upon only having Social Security which is not which is not sufficient in no. order in order to to retire on. That's right. So we all have to make these decisions in order to generate income, you know, in into our future. And and then it it looks like such a big amount when you when you sell those stocks and it's a big amount or you sell your business, it's a big amount in that year, but it's supposed to be income for you over the next 10, 20 years. That's correct. And to tax it just in that one year does not recognize that this income that you made is, is to, to fund the next 20 years of your life. That's correct. And, and so you have to be very, very careful with these capital gains taxes. Hey, Lorraine, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring Jerry into this call. So okay. So, Jerry, are you there? Yes, I'm right here. Hey, oh, I think we we lost Lorraine, but that's okay. She can call back, and uh, we'll bring her back in. So what did you have to say with regards to the things, the topics that we brought up here? Well, actually, I did bring up something else, if it's all right. That's I, okay. Um, I am glad to hear your voice again. I do like listening to Saturday Morning Live, but um, I particularly like to have you back. So oh. thank you for come, stepping in. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you, Jerry. A um, couple things I wanted to really mention. There aren't really questions, but I did want to bring up, if you're acquainted with Elaine Wilman, yes. she's uh, a full-blooded Cherokee, but she has really been quite uh, prolific about her information on federal Indian policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be a case, uh, it's called Halen versus Bracken by the Supreme Court, that will establish the citizenship of the Native American in the next year. Really? People need to be aware. There is a book out. It's called American Tribal Tyranny. I have a book. Um, so, so I got a question, though. I got a question. Okay. So, when yeah. you talk about establishing U.S. citizenship for um, Native Americans, are you saying that they they want to be outside of, no longer be a U.S. citizen because they're already oh. automatically considered a U.S. citizen? Well, so, they're not. Well, they actually are kind of playing duplicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's dual citizenship. That's they're getting. They're getting. Uh, they they get a, their bread is buttered on both sides. Right. But the Fourteenth Amendment, if they become citizens, they will not be considered welfare. They are considered citizens. Right. They're not. They'll be following the Fourteenth Amendment. They are American citizens. They won't be wards of the state anymore. They will not be wards of the state. Or wards of the of the U.S. government. Should I say the U.S. government? Yes. This is what she's fighting for, uh-huh. and a lot of them are not saying anything because they are benefiting from the Bureau of Indian Affairs getting all this money yeah. from the taxpayer to yes. survive. Well, yes, and 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 they use that, uh, you know. Uh, they they deserve to be have all of the rights of U.S. citizenship, correct, or all of the rights 
as Native Americans, but having both creates a conflict mm-hmm. that is it's becoming a, a bit untenable when it comes to trying to maneuver all of all of that. You know, oh, on the one side here, oh yeah, you've got this right over here, but and then on this side, yeah, but I have. I have a, a senior right over here, and it's almost like the water issue. <laughs> it, is, it is. And she does mention that in her book. In Idaho, they had a big water issue that was very successful yes. in Idaho. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention real quick. I know okay, because i got to take a break, and then i got two more callers. So Okay. Um, I just recently judged at an NCFCA, which is a for high school students down in Cedro Woolley. Oh, yeah. People can uh, contact the NCFCA. They have another judging. They're welcoming volunteer judges to come and judge debates and speeches of high school students. Okay. Would you send me that information? If you could, you can just DM me on the um, the Facebook there on Liberty Road, and, and then I'd be happy to post it there for people to see. I don't have Facebook, but I, what is, do you have an email? Or? Uh, yeah, it's chris at smllibertyroad.com. Chris with a K. Okay, Okay. thanks, Jerry. I'm going to take a quick break, and then we've got a couple of callers on the line. Saturday Morning Live, we'll be right back. Plumbers, electricians, HVAC technicians. These jobs are in demand right now, big time. For every five retiring, just one is entering the trades. As we come into a new year, it's time to change the definition of success and how to achieve it. Hi, I'm Brad Barron, CEO at Barron Heating, AC, Electrical, and Plumbing. My grandpa Dan founded Barron over 50 years ago with the goal to provide our community with quality service while supporting his employees with exceptional careers. To carry on his legacy, we're on a mission to prove that a career in the trades is a rewarding one. In his honor, the Barron team created the Dan L. Barron Trades Scholarship, which will provide opportunities to individuals looking to enter the HVAC, electrical, or plumbing trades. Barron will provide two $5,000 scholarships to Bellingham Technical College. Start a new career this new year. Apply today. Applications may be submitted at barronheating.com slash scholarship now through January 31st. Barron, your full-service HVAC, electrical, and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. Hi, I'm Tom Connors. Went to Mark Patrick's hypnosis seminar February 6, 2019. Nothing worked before. Left there and never smoked again. Amazing. Easy, affordable, and guaranteed. A year later, with my wife Michelle, attended Mark Patrick's weight loss seminar. She lost 18 pounds and I lost 43 in eight weeks. It's true. He smoked two packs a day and nothing worked until Mark Patrick hypnosis. Now we're losing weight together, eating healthy, full on half the food. Crazy. Enjoy exercising, who would have believed Mark Patrick hypnosis really works? It's amazing. I can breathe again, my blood pressure went down, and I've got so much energy. So much energy. Join Mark Patrick seminars for only $49.99. Hypnosis designed to destroy unwanted cravings. Seminars Sunday, February 19th at La Quinta Inn and Suites by Wyndham Bellingham. Weight loss seminar, 11 a.m. Stop smoking seminar, 2 p.m. Or Monday, February 20th at Days Inn by Wyndham Mount Vernon. Weight loss seminar, 5.30 p.m. Stop smoking Smoking Seminar, 8 p.m. Register, markpatrickseminars.com. Welcome back. It's Saturday Morning Live. We're live. We are about liberty and we're focusing on you today. I'm flying solo, trying out my wings in a different direction. But um, so far, so good. I do have a couple more callers, and I'm going to start off with the first one being Misty. Is this Misty Flowers by any chance? Yes, it is. Well, good morning. How are you doing? 
I'm doing well. Thank you so much for uh, doing the show. Well, um, it's my pleasure. Uh, you know, life is just that way. And whether the listening audience knows it or not, Ashley Butenschoen is one busy, busy woman. She is not just a wife and a mother, a mother of children, school-aged children that she homeschools, but she's also very, very civically involved. Um, she's uh, an independent businesswoman and does all sorts of things for, you know, for the family, her family's first, and then also for the community. And she's doing a lot of work with regards to the flooding. So, Misty, what did you call in about? Well, I called in. I wanted to um, quickly just say I totally agree regarding Gary Goldfogel being um, having an opportunity to speak with the council regarding more funding because he did do an amazing job here in Whatcom County. And um, from my work with him on a professional level, mm-hmm. he is ethical and professional, and I think that he has a lot to offer as far as feedback goes. Um, and I do think that he was thrown under the, under the bus by the new medical examiner, which I thought was really uh, disrespectful considering his service to our community. Yeah, yeah. Um, were, you, were you there at that meeting? I, I did catch part of it. Okay. I didn't catch the full thing, but I caught part of it. I was really disappointed. Um, and But I actually, the reason why I am calling is because I wanted to talk about quickly about the election fraud case that we have started um, with the Secretary of State. Okay. Um, I had mentioned regarding Prop 5 um, on another radio show, but... That's the, that's um, the child we, care, that's the, that's the new tax, the new special levy tax on property at 19% yeah. uh, rate based because the county council caved on that one. Not all, excuse me, I'm not throwing you all under the bus, but uh, the four that are on the D side did vote to approve, to continue to have that as a rate-based, it's the only rate-based property tax on your bill that is not based on a budget. Yes, and not only did they agree to put it back on um, to to fund it, but they also, um, the canvassing board and others committed fraud during the last election by receiving ballots all the way up until November 28th, which mm-hmm. is easily found on the Secretary of State data. Yeah. The, canvassing, the canvassing board also didn't take the time to look at the complaints of election fraud before they certified. Mm-hmm. And because of that, um, there's a lot of us in the community that started looking at the data and have found more discrepancies, including that the ballot box outside of the courthouse mm-hmm. was never was not secured whatsoever. So there were loose ballots being um, pulled out of there by people working in the election office. Mm-hmm. Um, and every person so, so the chain far, of custody was not there. Yes, there's no chain of custody and there's no there were no seals on the ballot box as, as they were on the other ballot boxes. They're mm-hmm. supposed to be sealed before anybody pulls them. Correct. Yeah, the other um, real major issue that we're finding is that every person that we've checked so far that walked their ballot into the courthouse, mm-hmm. it was marked it was marked as mail. The auditor's office refused to take anybody's ballot and was extremely rude to people that tried to bring their ballot into the auditor's office, mm-hmm. even though they had even though they had a ballot box in the auditor's office. Instead of them just telling people, sure, drop it there, they were extremely rude. And now we're finding that every person that's had us check that walked it in 
it's marked as mail. And the problem with that is that every mail ballot, it's very hard to track. Mm-hmm. It gets pulled out of the envelope and put in a pile, and then you never will find that ballot again. You have no idea if what you voted for actually got counted correctly or if somebody could have even transferred a different ballot in your name and it totally dismissed your ballot. So it's a major problem. There's a major problem with chain of command, but also with just the data being inputted properly by the auditor's office into the data set for our election. And these are just the concerns we've found so far. There's more, I'm sure, but as we're looking through it, So we started a HAVA complaint Mm -hmm. with the Secretary of State. Um, I know that there's another one that had already been started by Cody Hart, but we are working diligently to try to restore the election integrity here in Whatcom County because what happened with Prop 5 is absolutely unacceptable. It had failed, Mm -hmm. and the day of certification, they flipped those votes to a win. And one of the county council members who voted to get Prop 5 in, Council Member Todd Donovan, he is on the canvassing board. Yes. So there's some serious conflicts of interest and there's some serious, um, it's election fraud. Mm-hmm. There's just no other way of putting it. And I really wanted the public to know about that so they can keep an eye on on our elections and really help us expose what's going on. So what, what um, for those people who are concerned and do want to not just um, stay apprised of what's going on, but uh, is there any help that you guys need with regards to, do you need testimony from people? Um, yeah, absolutely. We are, we are collecting sworn affidavits from anybody that walked their ballot into the auditor's office because that allows us to prove the Secretary of State data is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if they saw any other election fraud. We've been told that there were postmen that were taking ballots out of um, PO boxes and driving them personally to ballot boxes on election night, which is, again, a total lack of chain of custody. Um, But if there is anything like that or anything else that was really apparent um, that should not be going on in our election system, Mm -hmm. if they could reach reach out to be brave wa at protonmail.com. Mm-hmm. That's my email. And I can help get them set up with signing a sworn affidavit and, and so that we can submit that with um, during our hearing coming up. Okay. Well, I appreciate this very much. So, Misty, and you are another one of those people out there. You are working diligently for the community um, because your heart's in the right place. And you know that if we are going to have a, a healthy, safe, vibrant community, uh, it it takes it it takes letting people you know it, you got you got to have public safety you got to have you know following the law when it comes to elections and we have to have the people elected to represent us we have to have faith in that otherwise absolutely where there are has we to at? be integrity absolutely all right thank you um, I'm gonna switch over to Lorraine to finish up today. Lorraine, welcome back. Sorry, we, we dropped you. That's okay. You've had good callers this morning. Yeah, and I had a, I had a couple of things that um, I was going to talk to um, Paul Guppy uh, about. There's a couple of, uh, a few things, bills that are down in Olympia. And uh, the one I want to talk about first that uh, I know you would be interested in, It's uh, and the listening audience might be as well, uh, some good things, right? So SB 5248 uh, would devote unspent federal COVID relief funds to 
help individual tutoring to help these kids catch up after having had the schools closed for at least two years. This is something that I would believe that the entire legislature ought to be you know, bipartisan, right on board, because our children really, you know, they were just completely abused when it comes to their education during the, the 21, 2021 and 2022. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think in the state of Washington, since they shut our schools down for so long, and this was not typical across the United States, mm-hmm. folks. This was not how everybody handled it, but it was how it was handled here by our governor and by our strong teachers union. And those kids, if you talk to any teacher who's honest, are at least a year behind in everything. Mm-hmm. And that's why you are seeing such uh, so many people leaving the school. I just school um, the public school system. I just read that Bellevue has lost ten um, percent of their students. That's enough that they will be looking at closing buildings. Yeah, well, they're yeah they're they're looking at closing was four to six schools, and of course the parents are extremely upset about it. And um, but you can't but you can't keep those huge buildings open if you for a small population. That, so right. that that says to me that a lot of parents have just taken charge and are trying to help their kids. Well, yeah, um, catch and, up. And, and they're going back to school and they're focusing on, you know, diversity, inclusion and equity. They're focusing on critical race theory, not calling it critical race theory, but it's embedded within the curriculum and and how the teacher has been taught to teach and social emotional learning, which is really what we get (laughs) when we get our kids out in public anyway. That's called social emotional learning, learning how to behave when you're out in public and getting that that good, you know, um, social indoctrination so that we you know, we all get along with one another rather than becoming reclusive and stuck inside of our homes in front of a computer screen or our telephones the entire day. But the kids aren't where they're lacking. They're reading, they're writing, their math, their science, all of these things where they need to be at a certain point in life on the page of their curriculum books, and they're not. And this is absolutely where that COVID money should be spent, mm-hmm. is to help those kids get caught up with with tutors. And there's a lot of there's a lot of families that can't don't have the option of homeschooling right. or don't have the option of private schooling. And so to give them some tutors to help their kids get caught up mm-hmm. is is a great help. It is my understanding that practically that a lot of the classes are simply have spent another year yeah. not in educating our children in in what they're going to need in order to get jobs and support themselves in the world mm-hmm. they are they are still working on class discipline sometimes if you don't get that stuff at at that time in in their their education they may never catch up they may never get it well and you have to you have to be concerned too that once they get out in the world and find out that other people have knowledge that they don't have that's very that's a very formidable barrier mm-hmm. for you well, and so and you, when and they get to... out into the real world they're going to find that people elsewhere are better educated and it also helps to develop their critical thinking skills so that they can be responsible, independent people out in society. Thank you so much for calling in, Lorraine. Thank you, listeners. 
Have a great weekend. This is Saturday Morning Live, signing off.